Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. You're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast for hairstylists. Here, we dive deep into topics that go far beyond the chair. I'm your host, Misty Jane, and I'm a money coach for stylists who want more out of their lives. I help you enhance your mindset around money, get out of debt, and create a life of peace. I'm on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Want to join me? You're in the right place. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Backroom Beauty Talks. Man, I am so excited about this episode. First of all, anytime my friend Haley Jepson, the resilient hairdresser on Instagram, is on, it is always a good and extremely important conversation. Um, this time, she has bring bringing on her friend Maddie Cook. Um, she is at Boss Your Salon on Instagram. Um, This conversation is amazing. It is about ADHD and how it affects so many things in your life and how women have gone undiagnosed for so long and we just thought something was wrong with us. Why is it that we know we need to do something but we can't do it? Why do we procrastinate? Why this? Why that? I'm telling you, if you have ever felt like something is wrong with you because you're a procrastinator, please, 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 please listen to every word of this podcast because it is important. But before we get into it, exciting things are happening around here. You are going to start seeing some changes and they are so good. We are two episodes away from the 100th episode and the 100th episode is going to bring a whole new podcast. Well, kind of. It is going to be the same format. It is going to be the same amazing conversations with the same amazing kind of people. It's just going to get a little bit of a makeover. So get excited. Um, Tell your friends. I mean, whatever. Just get excited, okay? I I don't know what else to say. I'm excited. I want you to be excited too. Um, So look out for that because, again, cool shit's about to go down. And now it's time for the episode because it is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it is so, so good. So, so good. So enjoy it. And if you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having it, do not forget to um, follow Boss Your Salon, follow The Resilient Hairdresser, share this episode with a friend. Seriously, share it with somebody that you think needs to hear it because there is somebody out there probably you, but there is someone else that you know that this is going to benefit them just as much as it benefited me. Enjoy. Hi, how are y'all today? 
how are you? <laughs> I'm very good. So for everyone listening today, I'm very excited about, I'm always excited about the episode. I feel like I need to stop saying that, but I'm excited. I'm particularly excited about this one because um, as a money coach, I talk to a lot of people about, um, you know, creating new habits and things like that when it comes to their money. And there was one particular day that I had three calls and every single person that I coached that day either told me that they started to learn about ADHD in women or that they recently got diagnosed and started taking medication. And all of them told me something that I did not know that ADHD in women actually, um, if, if you are well, if you have it, I don't even say if you're diagnosed, if you have it, you actually have a harder time um, creating habits for yourself or being, I guess you would say discipline um, in specific areas. So women with ADHD are more prone to, um, you know, overspend, overeat, um, have addiction problems, things like that. So I reached out to Haley. If you've listened to this podcast for a long time, Haley has, this is what you're like fourth time on here or something like that. Oh, I, you know, I'm yeah, we can't even count. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, and Haley has brought on her friend, Maddie Cook, and I'm very excited because both of you are um, all about mental health, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to start with Haley um, for the new listeners. Um, who are you and what do you do? So I, uh, my business is called The Resilient Hairdresser. Uh, my background is I was a hairdresser for 30 years. I was specialized in color, um, but I quit temporarily and went off and trained to be a psychotherapist and then I eventually the quick version is I eventually came back into hairdressing and then decided that everything I'd learned as a therapist would really help hairdressers because it was helping me and so slowly slowly the resilient hairdresser developed and I decided to help hairdressers with their mental health uh, and essentially I my main thing is helping hairdressers avoid burnout and really focusing on the mental health stresses in our industry and how to support hairdressers around that stuff. So that's what I do. Yes. And it's so needed. And um, if you're listening, you can go back. Like I said, I think there's like four episodes that we've done I that so. I highly, highly recommend. Um, really anyone can benefit from them, not just hairdressers, but um, Maddie, welcome to the podcast. Uh, who Thank are you. you and what do you do? Hi, I'm, uh, I feel like this is a dating show. Um, so, <laughs> so Behind I'm, door number two. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to turn my camera off and then back on later. Um, <laughs> so my name is Maddie Cook. My business is Bossier Salon. Um, my background is a hairdresser, but predominantly in hair extensions and did that for about 12 years. And yeah, within I kind of do coaching and mentoring with a, a focus really around pricing and, and boundaries, but where Haley's is more like the mental health aspect, mine's more like the, um, I do a lot around like policies and like just getting things in place in business that like create a sustainable business. So I guess Haley's is like the for the person and mine's for the business kind of thing. That's where we we collaborate really well, me and Haley. So we met and we, we really bonded over like what we talked about and uh, we have very much the same sort of values and things like that. So yeah, I've got like a pricing calculator. I've got some courses. I do some group um, programs and and bits and bobs like that. I love that. So you're kind of the action step where Haley's kind of the uh, emotional side, right? Yeah. 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 But you're right. both equally important. Thank you. Thank yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> you too, mister. 
<laughs> so Maddie, let's kind of talk a little bit. What do you know about um, ADHD and women? Because again, this is something I'm very, it's very new to me and I'm very interested because I, as Haley and I said before we started, we're pretty sure we are have not diagnosed ADHD, which we can talk about yeah. more later. <laughs> so I was diagnosed with ADHD in January, February time of 2021. So about uh, the moment, a year and a half thereabouts. My journey for diagnosis was like super short. And I was just so lucky in terms of timing because by the time I'd started reading about it, and I think nowadays this is why people are starting to think that they might have it because they've seen a lot of content and they're going, oh, that's an ADHD thing. I thought that was a me thing. And I kind of saw a bunch of this stuff. And I think I'm, I think I rang my mum and asked her some questions because a lot of it's about, you know, childhood and stuff. And she said, oh, it's funny. Um, your cousin's just been diagnosed. So I, I rang her. And we had a big chat and she was like, yeah, you've, you've definitely got it, but let's, you know, I can, I can refer you. So I spoke to a therapist, um, in the UK, we're lucky to have the NHS, but this, this is down the private route because the wait times are like super long. Um, and she said, oh, I've got space in about three months. I said, brilliant. Um, I've, I've got loads of time. We were in the lockdown at that point. And, uh, I said, if you get a cancellation, let me know. Two days later, she had a cancellation. I was diagnosed within like a really, really short space. And it's incredibly lucky because there's people I know who are, you know, struggling for a really long time, really waiting for diagnoses and for prescriptions and things like that. So I was, I was super lucky in that respect. But yeah, I'm so I'm medicated. I take medication for it. Um, but yeah, I had a re- have, I've had some really interesting conversations with my with my psychiatrist who diagnosed me that I, I want to kind of share with you as we go through this chat as it relates to hairdressers in our industry in particular. Well, what was happening? Like what, what made you think that you had it? I mean, cause I know for me, it's like TikTok videos, kind of mm-hmm. like you said, like, oh, I do that, yeah. you know? And it'll be like, what ADHD like does for me, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, I the same. I, I thought that was just something like noises. Like I, if you sit here with a pen and Best yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> it, it drives me insane, like yeah. insane. Um, like little stuff like that. Um, so what was it for you that you were like, wait a minute? So it, it kind of became apparent when, so I was, I was a hairdresser till, well, I was a hairdresser past this, but we, we closed our doors at probably about the same time as you in the States, which was like April, 2020. And then I focused on my coaching business full time. And then there was kind of a crossover where I was kind of stopping doing hair and doing more of that. And as part of that, I, I started to work in an office space with my husband who works with me and a friend of ours who has a product business. So the three of us were in this office. And I was like, how were they working on like one thing for such a long time? Like it was wild. I was like, I'm gonna hang a picture up. I'm gonna make a coffee. I'm just gonna walk <laughs> around. I wanna know what you're doing. Like, and I could see them like glancing up, like just sit down. And then they started to like learn these I'm like a toddler. They started learning these like ways to get me to do work. So say if I was like, I need to write an email for my newsletter, but I just, I just can't do the thing. A lot of ADHD is knowing what to do, but you just, you just can't do the thing. So my friend would go, how long do you think it'll take you to write the email? And I'm like, I don't know, like 10 minutes. So she put a timer on her phone. The minute that timer starts, Misty, I'm like banging out this email um, because we, we hacked the dopamine as we know what it is now. Um, and a lot of, uh, for me, for coping with it is to, to work out what these things are. And, and ideally if you've got people around you, like how they can help me, I mean, Haley have things that we do, don't we like, um, yes. to, to kind of work <laughs> as best we can. Um, so it was kind of those things. And, and I think 
you know, there's a, there's a lot of people being like, oh, it's, it's a big TikTok thing, you know, and people are doing it because it's popular. But I, I don't think it's that at all. I think we now know more the symptoms, just like you, just like us. Um, but also, I think at the period in lockdown in which we changed our, our circumstances to totally change. We had no routine. And I think that just became so apparent for people out of that routine and especially at home. It just made us feel absolutely mad. Like, I just felt... I was like, I felt caged. I was like, I need to get out of the house. Like it just felt so stressful. And I wasn't meeting people. I wasn't having conversations with people. I didn't get any of like the newness that you get, you know, behind the chair. And and I think that's, I think those two things at the same time, a big shift in, in everyone's life, plus the availability of information has just been this, it, obviously really helpful for helping people to get diagnosed. Yeah. So you said, um, knowing, you know what to do, but you just can't do it. So mm-hmm. that was one of the things, um, that one of my clients was saying that had gotten diagnosed. And I think that's what was so interesting to me because I know for me, I will sit on the couch, especially if I'm bored or whatever, and I will yeah. scroll Instagram mm-hmm. forever. And I will sit there and I will say, I need to put down my phone. This is not helping me. This is not like, and this has been going on now for probably since 2020, really. Yeah. And I know I have, I know it's making me feel not good. I know that I need to put it down. I know I have other things I could be doing, but I just don't stop doing it. And so is that essentially like one of the aspects? Yeah. So that would be like, I guess, come under like the executive dysfunction. So it's the way I I, I read it that spoke to me the most is like, as if you've got something in the front of your brain and it's like, someone moving pulleys and levers and it's like getting you to do the stuff and and he's like screaming he's like there's a pile of stuff over there like just go and put the washing away like you'll feel much better it's there like it needs to be done it'll take you two seconds this is how you're going to do it and i'll just look at it and be like i wonder what else i can do instead (laughs) um so there's loads of loads of that like me and my husband had a conversation the other day and like we've decided like he's decisive he's indecisive so although he can do the thing he can't often decide what the thing is and i'm like i know what the thing is like i'm super decisive i just can't do the thing i was like is there a way that we can like i'll decide and then you do the thing and then you do it yeah so that's that's like a really big one and then you get the kind of the, the not great feelings like the guilt and the shame and then you sort of think am i just really lazy like another person could do this like um and that I think that for me is like the worst part of it is the uh, why why can't my brain just work properly like why can't it's so easy it seems like such a simple thing like why can't I do that that's a tough bit I think I think that is the hardest part I think and especially when we kind of go back to um, you know some of the things that ADHD women cause that's exactly mm-hmm. what happens and I know with my clients especially like money is so emotional you know, there's so much shame, there's so much, you know, self-judgment involved. And when you're seeing other people succeed with money, quote unquote, because it's all perception anyway, um, then we feel even worse because we're like, what we know what to do. We're learning what to do, but it's still so hard. Um, now, Haley, can you kind of jump in on this part? Because I feel like the shame aspect of it, um, I don't know. I don't know. What, what are your feelings on this conversation so far? I was thinking about me. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Classic> ADHD. <laughs> I was listening, just thinking, yeah, I was thinking about how it all affects me, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, yeah, when you talk about shame, how do I think about that? 
It's interesting. When I was working with teenagers as a therapist in a school, in a high school, um, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of neurodiversity popping up undiagnosed all sorts of it Uh, and what I find is that there's a lot of chats around labeling things and not labeling things like what difference will a diagnosis make in lots of um areas of mental health not you know I mean I'm not saying ADHD it's not a mental health problem it's a but it's a, a neurodiversity problem but however labeling anything there's a lot of people who have really big problems with that because they think it makes it worse but I really sit in the camp of it gives people relief because they're like oh it's that mm-hmm. and so loads of kids that came through my door I could tell they were what we were calling at the time high functioning autistic um, and I think we've moved on from that phrase, but high function autistic was what uh, we were calling these kids and so many girls. I was just like, I think this is what it is. And luckily we had an in-house person. Uh, and so I was sending them to get diagnosed. And these girls were crying with happiness to realize that they weren't, there wasn't something really wrong with them. And that know, this yeah. shame that they felt and guilt that they felt around not being the same as other people was such a relief. And so really that's what pops into my head to know that you've got ADHD instead of being lazy, unmotivated. I'll take that. I'd take a diagnosis. And so I don't think a diagnosis is the end for me. It's the start of recovery. Yes. People have problems with labels. Yeah. It's funny. So, so you said, um, you know, what difference does a diagnosis make? And and it's funny because I, same, <laughs> I, you know, I thought I just did these things as this is harder for me, you know, but once I started kind of like reading about this a little more, I'm like, oh, like there are ways, like I found clarity in it, you know? And I feel like once you find clarity in it, then you can find ways to kind of combat the struggle. So for me, um, brown noise has changed my life when I work. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of it in my life. I am, I don't understand how it works still to this day, but I can put on Spotify brown noise and I can literally sit in front of my computer and get shit done. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I would have never even looked into that if I didn't, you know, see think that TikTok. maybe, yeah, I actually, I think I did see it on TikTok. I think I saw the brown noise thing on TikTok too. I'm not going to lie, yeah. <laughs> but I would have never even thought twice about it if I didn't start seeing these things because I, so ADHD for me, like before I was like, oh, well, that's like a little boy running around, you know, jumping all over the place and just can't stop moving. That's just what I thought it was. So I don't know. Why is it different in women? Do y'all, do y'all know the answer to that? I don't know the answer to that fully. Maddie probably does. My kind of theory on it is, so like, um, so I've, I've got a brother who's about two years older than me and he he's like, he's not diagnosed, but it's the same sort of like the more we speak, the more he's like, okay, but he's more like the classic, what you would describe as that. So like as a kid, like really, really hyperactive, just running, running riot. Whereas I was always told, like I was the quietest, like most still, I would just sit in my high chair, like while all this chaos was unfolding. But I feel like my hyperactivity is like here. So like my body can be really still, but for the love of God, my brain does not show up. Like if I could just get like 10 minutes of peace, mm-hmm. it, like it would be the dream. And I, I, I try and meditate and I meditate kind of before I go to bed and stuff. 
but there's just sometimes that I just find that really impossible and that for me medications really helped with that not so much quieting it but just having the focus that I can pull the bits out that I need and go okay out of the hundred things that I'm thinking these are probably the ones where I should give my attention to but I also think this conditioning like societal conditioning of like women and girls not to be like that like it's not it's not deemed as again quote unquote appropriate for you know girls to be running and climbing and you know making loads of noise like making a racket and behaviorally being like that so I feel like we tend to like internalize it and what what you were saying about like getting the diagnosis for me it was it was a massive relief and then I then I started thinking about everything in my like in my life through this like almost with a with a pair of glasses on and starting to like see it and I was like oh my god this makes so much sense and um and I was moving house a while ago and I found my school reports and I was kind of like really angry for my little self because I was like this is clearly undiagnosed ADHD so they were all pretty much like like academically gifted like bright can can the whole oh you can do anything if you just stop talking if you just stop distracting other people and we're distracted and they were like really confused that how can I excel in one in one module of a class but not in the other one and it's like where she shows interest she does really well and I'm like yeah because I, I found it interesting that's obviously ADHD um so I read I kind of read that and I thought well, I, I wish that this was like more of a thing then our teachers were better equipped and I kind of hope that at least this kind of rise in people understanding the symptoms a bit more helps kids you know nowadays coming through school to to get that diagnosis but yeah and I think I think the the shame for me has changed to like more of a compassion like I actually try and be really compassionate with myself and I'm like you try to exist in a world that was not designed for you like this this most of this world is not designed for our brains like so we have to come up with either new like different ways or we have to create our own worlds or our own you know education and things like that like I I, I didn't realize that my education is really ADHD friendly until people started telling me and I was like oh, it kind of makes sense so it's really colorful like really really snappy I don't do big bodies of text and things like that and I was like well that's that's how I like to learn you know I couldn't sit in a in a lecture me and Hayley can't like read a full sheet of A4 paper I'm oh like this God. is so boring will someone put it in different <laughs> sentences but I can listen if someone wants to read it to me find yes like but I can't sit and read it yeah unless it's like a hyper focus and I can I can read it like if I showed you my bookshelf it's all books with bookmarks like halfway through because I've hyper focused up to that point (laughs) is that yours (laughs) it's like going getting oh halfway (laughs) yeah no no books finished (laughs) <laughs> no it's so it's so rare that I'll finish until I get a hyper focus again but then my brains forgot what the first half was so I'm like damn I've got to go and read this again um, I will read a paragraph over and over and over oh, again it just doesn't go in yeah there's mm-hmm. and there's and there's there's loads of things like that and you know when the more you read them and I, I follow lots of like meme pages because I kind of like the sort of dark humor things of I don't know I just find it's it's fun um, I want to come hang out with y'all yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's mad. We'll just yeah talk for like nine hours straight. <laughs> but yeah, what what I was kind of mentioned at the beginning is my psychiatrist who has ADHD. So thankfully, she's like super understanding. She she has this theory. She's like, I think loads and loads of hairdressers have ADHD because it's like our perfect job because especially self employed because we're pretty unemployable because we don't like to follow rules that don't really make sense we don't like to you know work to another person's time scale um 
we love novelty so we're like meeting new people we love like kind of crisis thinking on our feet being able to be creative and you know make decisions really quickly like that's why we are really really strong um so she's like the the job itself is perfect for you but in like wrapped in being self-employed is really good and and now when i look at the people i work with people that follow me and since i've kind of talked about my adhd journey i've realized that actually a lot of people in my world like have it or are seeking diagnosis for it and yeah it's it's hard because you don't want to obviously just diagnose everyone like that's, I'm, I'm not like qualified to do that but you can just see it repeated so so many times and it's the same challenges and i sort of think like whether you have it or don't or whether you seek a diagnosis or don't if these are your real challenges like they are what my challenges were and this is you know there are ways that you can kind of learn to overcome them so yeah i see i see a lot of people in our industry i think it's perfect for us it's a perfect job i'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my next question is you know we all work with stylists and it makes sense that that is like, I guarantee, I bet 90% Easy, of stylists. Yeah. yeah. There's numbers um, that 80% of entrepreneurs are got ADHD, isn't that? Yeah. They that. Or something like you're 600 times more likely to start a business if you're neurodiverse. Interesting. Now, why yeah. is that? Because you're able to kind of like control reaching for the next thing? Yeah, I think, I think we're risk takers. Yeah, so I think you've got a, of risk. Yeah, we love we're, we're really okay with risk, which I think actually when you speak to neurotypical people, they they are terrified at the level of risk that we're just like yeah. easy breezy willing to take. Some of my friends can't cope listening to how I operate. Oh, yeah. the you know, process. just not well, having a regular then there's way no security. Yeah. yeah, just that yeah. lack of security they find intolerable, whereas yeah. I find their lack of freedom intolerable. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I think because because we've always had to like be creative and think on our feet and usually because we leave everything till the last minute because we're we're like um motivated by deadlines it's like I've got I've got an ads team and they've been asking me for this thing for ages and they keep just being like is it ready yet and I go you literally need to like make up a deadline I was like you need to tell me that if I don't hit this deadline you're gonna sack me you're gonna like hack my bank accounts like as it happens it's tomorrow at 5 p.m i still haven't done it i'm gonna do it tomorrow <laughs> afternoon um and i've i've got off my train of thought which is like such another adhd thing but <laughs> i do that all the time um, say i'm all. literally listening to you going oh my god this is so me like yeah. i have to give myself due dates and i will do it but it's going to be like the day before yeah. and if i try to do it in advance it just does not come it's just like not yeah. possible but like the magic in us and I'm trying to really focus on like the really good points of it because I think that's it's not all doom and gloom like I don't think I could have done what I do now without without this because I would have stayed in the safety of employment um I wouldn't have created what I've created I wouldn't have been as like receptive to the need of my clients and do you know what I mean like I just I just don't think I'd ever be in this position um that's what we were on with with self-employed people but yeah like business people are need to take risks they need to be um be able to face challenges they need to be really resilient or they hopefully need to be resilient um problem solvers so it's it's perfect it's like perfect for neurodiverse people but i think i think it's important that we have support like in the support and roles neurotypical people so my whole pretty much my entire support and like staff like team are like neurotypical versions of me because i can't i can't have two me's i need them to be like 
I'm going to schedule this for you and I'm going to repurpose this for you because I'm like, that's boring. I'll I'll just not do that. I need to just be like, put me on somewhere, put me live. I love live stuff. I love live education. Whereas neurotypical people, they hate this. They want to have everything planned and prepared. Whereas me and Haley, like, we're always <laughs> like, oh God, writing stuff's like the hardest thing ever. <laughs> but the, and that's, you know, podcasting, things like that. We, we just really take a shine to, I think. Yes. So I heard you say earlier um, that um, is it is it true that we chase dopamine? So I've I've kind of read about this, and apparently, um, yeah. So I think it's like a, a low dopamine uptake. So we kind of love dopamine, but apparently, dopamine isn't about the getting of the thing; it's about the wanting of the thing, which makes actually quite a lot of sense. So I don't know about you guys. My favorite things are reading a menu of a place that I'm going to eat at and thinking about eating the food. The same goes for holidays. I can get excited about things that are literally never going to happen. I'll plan all of these things. I can put loads of stuff in my basket. I can think about them and I love all of that. And I can just happily not do the thing. Like for me, it's not, I I really don't think it's about the getting of it. I think it's about the anticipation of something. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it is a lot of it's the dopamine and, and, and like the novelty and the, and I think adrenaline as well. So that's why I think we love that last minute that high pressure kind of high stakes scenarios yes what i think is really interesting misty as well though is that people like uh me well maddie's got a diagnosis me and you not but thinking it's probably i'm pretty pretty sure pretty yeah. i feel like i'm getting diagnosed right now yeah. <laughs> me too that's why from when i met maddie as well because um, you know i mean what's worth saying is I'd never really even thought i i remember sitting there thinking aren't i lucky i didn't get any of those things there's no, you know, these things that I'm seeing people struggling with, aren't I lucky? And then shortly around that time, I became friends with Maddie. And very quickly, it was like, you've absolutely got ADHD, haven't you? Uh, you know, and Maddie was like, I'm getting big ADHD vibes from you, Haley. And I was like, oh, I just tell yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I was just like, oh, of course. But how I think about it now, and this is what I'm thinking you'll be thinking, Misty, is I'd I'd found ways to adapt and manage Mm -hmm. and so I didn't think it was a problem there was stuff that I thought was annoying but I've sort of created a life where I don't have to do those things 100% you know I'm not employed I don't have to be anywhere at a certain time I can do something at midnight if I want just so many things and then it started I started to think about things people had said to me over the years like someone said to me once oh, you're always starting things and then moving on to something Mm. else. And I was just like, so? Like, why are you so annoyed about that? But this person was irritated. And I just thought, I don't know why you're mad about it. You know, and just crazy stuff. And when I first started my business, one of the things I found most hard work was doing a weekly newsletter. Mm -hmm. I just found it really hard. I feel like it takes more brain power than writing a course. It's, But I really want to do it. Uh, and so now I have someone that I dictate it to and they write it. Mm. I can, I know what's going to go in it. I know what to do. I just can't sit and type it. Right. Type it is my nemesis. And so I've found someone to do it. And yeah. so it's all these strategies. And so I didn't really think it was a thing until Maddie was like, all these things add up to this. And I was like, yeah. God, of course. Just you know, as, 
as you're talking, I'm, I'm, I have a question. I guess it's a question might be a statement. We'll see how it comes out of my mouth. That's what happens here. Um, (laughs) But you know, I'm good with boundaries, right? Because I know how I need to live my life to feel good about my life. And all of the things that y'all are talking about kind of play into that. Same with you, Haley. Do you think that if somebody were to be diagnosed with ADHD or, or just listen to this and go, oh my God, that is me. Do you think that that would help them create boundaries? Because they would be, rather than going into the people pleasing mode, they would go, oh my gosh, like I need to live my life this way to feel better with or without medication or whatever boundaries are actually important. Does that make sense? Does that question make sense? Mm -hmm. From my point of view, what I really like, I just, I've really, I just had a bit of a thought about how me and how me and Maddie are both obsessed with boundaries and in different ways. And for me, what I've realized is I've spent most of my adult life looking after my energy because it's there or it's not like there isn't an in between it's on or it's off and so without like I used to sit in my therapist's office thinking about the perfect way to manage my life but really what I know now is I was trying to manage my energy Mm -hmm. Uh, and so a lot of the reason I talk to people about boundaries to manage their energy to protect their mental health Mm -hmm. Uh, and I wonder where it comes from for Maddie you know because I'm trying to protect people's energy ultimately yeah I think I think that is spot on and I think although ours kind of looks like it's filtered through a bit of a different lens I think behind it is exactly the same thing and I know me and you talk about our energy like I've for the last few kind of months I've been really mindful of this with with mine so I work from home and I've realized that like my my prime times I do like a my brain does a split shift so it does like a like a 10 till 2 totally clocks off it does nothing until maybe 6 7 p.m and then it's like whoop we're powering up and it's like the minute like my husband can literally see me like a like you put a battery in me I'm like right I'm up and I'll, I'll be in here you like won't bother me at all like nothing can get into this room and I'm just like just type it and type it and type it and then I can feel it going it's like depleted and I'm like okay it's gone yes. <laughs> so you have to like you have to be so and that's that's what I think a lot of you know the, the boundaries that we create are um around like how we work the hours that we work th- and things that distract us so you know a lot of hairdressers struggle with being really contactable and there's no time between where they clock off for work and where they have home because they're taking messages they're taking bookings so I like to do this with like systems and automations like online booking systems chat bots or responders and stuff because I know that to maybe a neurotypical person they could totally reply to a message then get back to what they're doing but for me that would literally derail me so like if I was mid write an email that is it like I'm I'm gone so yeah it's quite interesting isn't it that we've we've both because we've had to manage our own we found our ways to kind of help ourselves and then like help other people yeah that's a really interesting take I think that's that's spot on yeah you know, I didn't so- realize that's what it was all about was energy mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know it was such a moment but me and Maddie talk constantly about managing our energy and yes. mine mine really can disappear for weeks mm-hmm. you know I can be very all or nothing in a big way and a small way like in the day it's a bit like Maddie's it's high it's low it's high again but it can be like that over a month you know I can literally have three weeks where it's not happening yeah. yeah. But also as an employed person, that didn't go very well. 
Yeah. And I really struggled with depression for a long time from being about 14 to my early 30s. Depression was rife. And now I question, is that an ADHD thing? Was yeah. that because I was being shoved into boxes and things that were very difficult for me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But these are all the things that I'm starting to reflect on now. Yeah. And just to pick up on like just a phrase that you said, because I think this encompasses ADHD is all or nothing. That is like how oh. I've always felt as a person and like everything I do, I either do absolutely like jack shit or I am like to the millionth degree obsessed. Like it'll take over my life. Like that's all I'll do. Um, and yeah, and kind of what you were saying with like, like addiction issues and stuff like that. If I have, if I'm into one thing, I'm into it loads. Like I don't drink now. Not that I was like an alcoholic, but I was very much like a, I can't, I, I didn't understand how a person could have two glasses of wine. I was like, if I'm drinking, I'm drinking. I'm drinking. Like, <laughs> this is serious. Like you will not see me for like two days. And that's not very conducive for me to productivity and feeling great and you know creating things that I want to create so I, I stopped drinking about three three and a bit years ago but you can I'm like that with coffee now I'm like that with like food now and you know thankfully sea swimming which is not a bad addiction to have I'd love to get an addiction to like a peloton or whatever else <laughs> um but yeah that's that's that for me is exactly how it feels it's like there's a gauge and there's no middle ground it's like yeah. off or it's in the red yeah. like a billion yeah what I really notice as well is that I'm attracted to people with big energy Mm -hmm. and I think it's because you know and these are out this I've all made sense of this in hindsight but you know I never worried that you know and people go I worry I'm not enough I Mm -hmm. I worry I'm too much Mm -hmm. that's generally how it is oh my gosh and then when I meet people (laughs) who can match my energy I'm just like you're never leaving now that's me and you for life Uh, and you know and when I met Maddie I was like she matches my energy and I think the same about you Misty you know I think oh that's why I gravitated towards you when we were on the same course and and we're birthday twins oh and we're birthday twins oh yeah 10 years apart to the day oh that's cool I've I've got a birthday twin but we're the exact same year and we literally have the same brain like it's just the most bizarre (laughs) thing but like so interesting yeah we'll have um Weirdly, she's a, she's a doctor, she's a dentist. So she's stuck in pretty well academically, but you know, whatever. Um, but we can, our conversations and other people find them hilarious because we'll just talk over each other. There's like five different topics at the same time. We'll forget things, double back, remember this, go to this bit. And someone was like, it's like wet spaghetti, but you just seem to make sense of it. Like <laughs> you two are okay, but everyone else is like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah, and I think, and and I think what you were saying before about like having these tools and, and things like that, like after and about the labeling, like after I was diagnosed, like a couple of people were like, oh, I think you almost seem like more ADHD. And I was like, no, I just, I'm not masking it. Like I feel safe to like actually be, this is real me. I just before was like this, ooh, like I have to minimize it because I feel really full on and intense. And I think people can't cope with that. I don't like that. Whereas now I'm just like, fuck it, like this is my brain and this is, but then it attracts really like nice other people who are on that same sort of, like you're saying the same sort of wavelength. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think society's expectation. So like even for me, so I went from full-time hairstylist I complete, I, when you were saying like all in or nothing, like I was like, well, that's, I completely stopped. I stopped a, mm-hmm. I guess it was what's 18, 19, I don't even, I've lost count 17 year career. 
and stop cold turkey to go all in on coaching. Cause I was like, no, I can't do both. It's one or the other. Um, and, uh, it, I found same like during the day or in the morning, there's like no brain power. Like I can't think about anything before 11 AM. Um, but nighttime is when my brain really goes. And I had to have a talk with my husband because I'm like, listen, I get ideas at night, but I feel bad because you're going to bed because he goes, Mm -hmm. gets up super early in the morning to go to work. And I don't want to go in my office. I don't want to be the couple that doesn't go to sleep together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was like, but I think it was like society, what I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. was just so stuck yeah. in my head when I'm like, now I'm like, okay, now I have a flow. If I feel like doing this, I'm going to do it because tomorrow mm-hmm. I might not feel like it. I might not feel like it for a week. Just like you said, Haley, like exactly yeah. the same. So now it's like, I'm just becoming okay with rolling with how I feel and not really caring what I'm supposed to do. Cause even when I went full-time coaching, I would sit at this desk that I'm at right now for five hours doing nothing because I was supposed to be having, you know what I mean? Like I'm supposed to be working for a period of time, but when I let go of that, I could come in here for one hour and get so much shit done and then just go sit on the couch and chill. You know, and I think, yeah, I think that's like the magic, the, the really good bit. Like my absolute favorite thing about having ADHD is apart from that, like we're, we're really creative and like the way our brain works, I think is like really magic. Like we can just see things that people sometimes can't see, which is really cool. But like, I know that the deadline's okay because I can pull it out the bag and in one hour do the work of a neurotypical person that would take them five hours. So it's like, actually, I've just leveraged my entire life that I only need to put in 20% and I'll get 100% of the same sort of outcome. (laughs) And but yeah, people look at that and find that really stressful. And they're like, but you know, you could have done it a month ago. And you know, you could have done this, you could have done that, because I will get to the end and go, oh, shit, I wish I had done that the minute it was on my calendar. Oh, I same all the time. There's just no point. But yeah, like what you said with you with you and your husband, that what I'm hearing is that's a boundary. That's a boundary that you're saying. I know that maybe society or, or he, you know, he might think that you, you need to go to bed at the same time. But if that is a better thing for you, then that's a boundary around like your energy and that you're giving that to work and stuff. We we now have shifted our entire, because my husband works for me, so it makes it a bit easier, but we've shifted our entire time zone. So like, we don't go to bed till like one or two mm. because I'll literally do my work. I'll come out, we'll watch a film. We'll start watching a film like 11 midnight or something because that's our like usual evening time. So that, that kind of works for us. I mean, we don't have kids, so we don't have to get up at the crack of dawn or anything well, like that. Well, yeah, that's, a, that's handy. A <laughs> that, that's the factor that I'm like, well, do I, how tired do I want to be in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> you need like a Mary Poppins character to just come in and be like, children. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This we is such a fascinating conversation to me because a hundred. I'm definitely ADHD. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk this whole conversation, I'm like 100%, no yeah. questions asked. Um, I find I really like people with ADHD you know but people I like I often find out later they've got ADHD and when I went to my I really like my doctor Uh, and when I went to her and I said oh I think I know it's trendy but I think I might have ADHD and she just laughed and went I would say so Haley yeah Yeah. and then the next time I went to see her we were chatting about you know waiting to get on the list and stuff and she said I think I've got it as well and I said I reckon you have because I like you. Yeah. Because my GP's got a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. She, she, you know, like when I go in and I'm just being me, 
she gets up there and joins me and I just think oh she has yeah you know and so it's just it's funny I just think it's a, there's a real exciting energy to people with ADHD that's yeah. fun and I think they don't make you feel like you were saying they don't make you feel too much because if I'm with neurotypical people I feel like far too much whereas they meet yeah. you here so you yeah. both can just like be your big exciting you know Labrador puppy selves and just being like oh let's talk about a million things um I love it but sometimes I do get a bit of the paranoia that like after after an interaction with someone I'm like was that too much like all of this but I'll, I'll often get people messaging me after going you said this one thing and I, I was I was really interested in this I like there was something that you mentioned so I'm like oh thank god <laughs> but it's usually because they're like oh I think I might have ADHD I'm like oh my god not again. <laughs> well what would you recommend um somebody's listening to this and they're like oh my god you're speaking to my soul. I'm pretty sure that I am with them hundred percent. What could be their next step? What would you recommend? So it depends really like if they're seeking diagnosis, you know, the, the steps that they need to take to do that. But, you know, I know what, I know what that's like over here. I don't know what it's like in the States. Um, and I guess it depends on obviously whether you want to like have, if you're seeking medication, like if you're not seeking medication, do you need a diagnosis? Like, I don't think, you know, I don't think the two of you need a piece of paper to like validate that that's how you feel, you know, for you, that's how your brain works and start making steps now to make that easier for yourself. Like it, it's really up to you, but obviously if you want the medication, you'll need to do that. But yeah, like I've, I kind of follow a bunch of pages. I follow like the meme pages and stuff like that. And um, some of them are like sort of helpful with tips. And I think just having like more conversations with people, cause you'd be surprised. I think there's more people than maybe what you think and destigmatizing it as well and especially amongst women um like kind of removing the shame around it but yeah just don't be afraid to like do things because it works for you even if other people think it's crazy or people go that's not the way we do things here or that's really not like a normal way to do things like i remember my psychiatrist said to me like why would you make it hard when you can make it easy mm. i was like is that not a life lesson like yeah. <laughs> and that's what we all teach and you know in coaching and educating it's like why would you ever make your life harder when there's a choice to have it easier? So yeah, finding where those easy choices are and and ideally having people on board around you because I think that can be a hard, either like a blessing or a curse to have the people around you like understanding of it. And there's a lot of ways that they can help help you as well. Yes, I love that. I lo Haley, do you, is there anything now that you kind of have this idea too, right? Like what do you do to kind of help yourself focus or do you just like create your life around your flow? That's, that's essentially kind of, I feel like what I Yeah, doing. what I realized, I do a couple of things. In hindsight, uh, well, it became really apparent to me this when I went full-time doing the resilient hairdresser. So when I found myself in my house with no structure, it's like this really blossomed and I started to realize that it was hard for me to do some stuff because the deadline had gotten bigger because I used to be cramming it in after work and so I, it took me a while to surrender to I can only do stuff when I feel like it so I surrender to the flow me and Maddie talk about the flow and the magic mm -hmm. yep. you know I'm in it don't talk to me um I'll tell you when it's gone it'll be gone about five don't worry you know it's all this um so I do, I'm a slave to the flow. <clears throat> and also um, I was feeling really overwhelmed the other day. I had a lot of stuff on and I was saying to Maddie, it's a lot, it's a lot, mate. I've got to write a lot of education. And she was like, gamified it for me. <laughs> so Maddie's been my accountability coach for a couple of days. And she was like, <laughs> right, you've got two hours 
text me when you've done it. And like at quarter two, I was panicking because I hadn't done it. And I was like really sweating and doing it. Like, what is she going to do? But I actually was like, I have to. And I had to text her for an extension because I needed 30 more minutes. And she was like, all right. Um, But it just was funny. But somehow, and so when things get quite stressful, I need to go down that line. But the rest of the time, I just go with the flow. Yeah. And I create a bit of a deadline, I've noticed. Like if something needs doing in a month, I am going to do it three days before, you know, if it's a reasonably big job. Um, and if I try and do it earlier, I will just re- redo it and redo it and redo it and waste time. So it's pointless. And so yeah. I, 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 what I really think about everything, really, you know, I think this about mental health coaching, neuro- neurodiversity, whatever it is, just know yourself, get mm-hmm. to know yourself and what works for you and then live that way I just think that's it you know and so I'm really trying to figure out what works for me and doing with it but it's funny like I'm listening to you because obviously I live on my own and I keep thinking what will happen if someone lives with me one day (laughs) how am I gonna live this life you know and total pleasing myself and going with my moods and my energy well, you have to find somebody that lets you do you. Yeah. Like I talked to my husband yeah. about that and he's like, I don't care what you do. He falls asleep in two seconds anyway. He don't give a shit if I'm in the bed or not. Yeah, he's not like, <laughs> waiting with his eyes open for you to Exactly. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm not bothered. Yeah, yeah. you need-, need some really good stable person mm. who likes doing details. Yeah, and who comes with loads of like um post-it notes and colourful stickers and stuff. I was I was so I was laughing my head off because Haley put in our chats in, I've bought this, I've bought this year planner and all these stickers. So mine's here, I don't know if you can see. Um it's it's ginormous, it was quite expensive, and I spent two days on on hands and knees colour coding the rest of the year with these teeny tiny stickers. I put everything in, never looked at it again, haven't kept it updated. And, and there's like such a curse of planners. Like we are obsessed with, we always think the planner is the thing that's going to save our life. Yes. I've got like the planner graveyard, which is where ideas <laughs> go to die. There's probably the billion dollar ideas floating about somewhere. Planner, um, planner, oh, four old planners. I mean, it's not even funny. Post-its. Yes. Wow. <laughs> So many posts. Millions. I've got a draw full over here. <laughs> so it's like it's like working out. I have to try and be very mindful now of like what will actually what is actually like creating a system and what's just a really fun way of procrastinating like two days of my life. Mm-hmm. Um very often it's the latter. So very often these things that I think are gonna really help me. Although I bloody love post-it notes because I'm so visual. If I'm coming up with like a new concept, I write everything on a post-it note and I put it on my dining table and I, I I can move it in front of me. And I like that they're not permanent. So I can just go, no, that fits here. So that's been a re- for me, that was a really good hack. Everything's on post-its now because rather than typing stuff up. So even just stuff like that, my poor husband just has to live in a house. It's like the post-it note zone. But yeah, yeah. stuff, it, it's hard to to not just go down the route of like, stationary as massive procrastination the it's amount fun. Of calendars <laughs> I mean I literally there's so I have calendars <laughs> and post-its and the amount of calendars I have and the amount of journals I have mm-hmm. is stupid <laughs> like, and I do the same thing and if I mess up it goes in the oh. trash and I get a whole new one well <laughs> I, I found um erasable gel pens I found online 
game changer because and they're multicolored so you can color code if that's your if that's your vibe on but paper can, uh-huh and you, you can have, oh i'm excited you know i'm ordering it right now yeah and so because i i did that for the calendar i was like if i get anything wrong on this bloody calendar yeah I'll be absolutely i've been raging. worrying about that <laughs> yeah no erasable gel pens you heard it here like change great life. good to know good to know you need to drop that link in the podcast matter i need an affiliate link <laughs> exactly exactly um wow this was great this was great i think that this is going to be super helpful um i think that there's a lot of people out there that just think that they aren't good enough because they can't concentrate or they can't you know one of my biggest limiting beliefs was one people aren't going to like me very similar to Haley, you were talking or um maddie about being too much 100 mm-hmm. percent. and the other one is that i'm not smart and mm-hmm. that was also because the way that I like to learn, you know, yeah. um, and I think just this conversation just makes me feel better about so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that there are ways to um, still live your life the way that you want to live it without, you know, how it's supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I always bring everything back to money, even like making um, a spending plan or a budget, like mm-hmm. well, however you learn how to do it, let's learn a way that you can manage it on your own, you know, like, and I think that that's with business with anything. Um, so this is good. This is always yeah, this- good is it you just reminded me there that something I did with with money like on the flip side because I like also talk a lot about money but um because gamification and like like kind of fun habits work quite well for me so at the end of every day I I would write the money that I've earned for that day and I'd put a little heart around it and I'd be like thank you everyone who's paid me today <laughs> and it got I kind of got obsessed with it because I was like before I went to bed I was like I have to do my money heart like I have to write it in my, in my journal um, and that that kind of flipped from the I'm just going to spend all my money because that feels fun to like I'm going to be more conscious of this and the more conscious I was I was showing up kind of better online and you know helping my clients better and you know pointing them to the things that can help them and things like that so there's there's ways that you can kind of almost hack the things that are not so helpful you know especially linked between money and ADHD to kind of make them more you know can you do a budget or a savings plan where there's like a deadline for it and there's a reward for it and there's like a even like a sticker chart i think sometimes even if you feel like you're treating yourself like a kid if it works i don't give a shit like the point is you know do something that works rather than rather than trying to fit into this normal neuro neurotypical world and then berating yourself because you don't like just do what works for you yeah i absolutely love that so i'm going to um the podcast is getting a, a makeover very very soon on the 100th episode um and we are going to be shifting what it's called and all of the things i'm going to keep a little bit of a secret for right now but we're going to start asking a new question at the end of um the podcast and i'm going to start with y'all y'all are the first one so we'll see how it goes um so basically the question is when you hear ca- a cash confidence stylist what does that mean to you? Hmm. Cash confidence stylist. Mm-hmm. I would say someone who knows the numbers, knows their like the margins, their spend, like has a really good handle on it, and feels confident and um deserving of, of making money. That's what I feel like when I hear that. I love that. Haley. Mm-hmm cash confidence stylist it makes me feel like someone who's not uncomfortable around charging Mm. that's how I thought about it someone who's not 
awkward about receiving money. Oh, I you love know? that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the thing that popped into my head. Plus all the things Maddie said. Yeah. <laughs> all <laughs> of that but, stuff. Yeah, like a lack of awkwardness that I see so often mm-hmm. around earning. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. So you can find Maddie Cook at Boss Your Salon on Instagram, correct? And you can find Haley at The Resilient Hairdresser. Um, Is there anything y'all have coming up that you want to chat about or tell the people? And I can also put a link in the show notes if you have anything um, special you want to share. I mean, we do, but it's going to be a stretch for the Americans, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you never know. I'm I'm getting a flight to LA. That was a big ADHD mode. I was like... (laughs) go to a conference (laughs) we're doing a live class but it's probably not going to work out too well for the americans that's okay say it anyway you never know people are wild (laughs) (laughs) anyone wants to you know a week out to manchester me and maddie are doing a whole day on people pleasing uh from both our perspectives you know so me more from a psychology maddie from a more implementation but talking about why people are people pleasers how we can move through it it's called from people pleaser to powerhouse so it's our first big collaboration so we're excited and And we want to take it on tour if anyone's listening who wants to have it in-house in the states ideally next to a beach or a pool get in touch (laughs) (laughs) we've got we're manifesting a tour yeah, well, in all seriousness, day. if you are listening and you want them to bring this to the U.S., slide in their DMs and yes. harass the shit out of them because Please. I can help you <laughs> find. I can help you find host salons. That's the easy part. Yeah. Okay. So basically, you just need enough people to harass you to get here. No, yeah. I mean we're definitely coming to Virginia Beach or Virginia at least. Well, duh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, show. Yeah, I've already <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> I've already planned the tour across America. Yes. There you go. You're going to be like this though. Like it's going to be. Yeah. It's okay. But Dallas will be happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Got to go see Jordan. We've figured it out. Um, thank you all so much for coming on here and being open about this topic. And um, I think that this is a super helpful. Like I said, it helped me a ton. Um, so thank you very much. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, y'all are welcome. I mean, Haley already knows this. Maddie, you are welcome. Anytime. You can slide in my DMs if you have a topic oh, you want to chat about, and you, we can do this anytime. Oh, amazing. Um, Thanks, Misty. So, uh, yeah, y'all go follow them on Instagram at Boss Your Salon and The Resilient Hairdresser um, for all of the things. And thank you for listening. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks, and I will talk with you on the next one.